0: He came into this life to do the will of His Father and not His own will. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So, let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show, and today is Resurrection Day. I love that I'm getting to record this message of our will. On Resurrection Day. So I want to open up with a passage of Scripture from John 6:38 through 40. Now, when we think of the greatest accomplishment that was done, how can we not think about the cross when it comes to Jesus, our Lord and Savior? So He came to do the will of His Father, and the greatest will of His Father is that He would send His only Son and sacrifice Him for the sake of all his deep love for all of us, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, that was the scary unknown for Jesus, in a sense, right? He was in agony over what was ahead of him. He knew what was ahead of him. We don't always know what is ahead of us. So for us, it is the scary unknown. And we're going to talk about that today. And I'm going to share one of my own personal stories. But right now, I just want to soak in this word So John 6, 38 through 40, here's what it says. For I, this is Jesus speaking, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but that I give new life and raise it up at the last day. For this is my Father's will and purpose, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him as Savior will have eternal life, and I will raise Him up from the dead on the last day. Glory to God. So Jesus' will, His will was to do the Father's will, and we are told right here in this passage, I just read to you what the Father's will was. The definition of the word will is the desire, the inclination, or choice of a person, or to carry a purpose into effect. My dad once told me that our will is one of the most powerful gifts that we had ever been given. He says, to own your will. Your will to do something is the greatest and strongest power your mind will ever know. So we're given this powerful gift of will God gives us the opportunity to choose. And he simply just asks. Isaiah 6, 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am, send me. We've talked about how obedience is God's love language. Today I want to encourage you that obedience is also the secret to purpose and freedom. So sometimes when God begins to stir into your heart, it can sometimes make us a little uncomfortable. This is what I like to call the scary unknown because you know that God is moving, you know that God is speaking and he's calling you to do something, but you're a little nervous about it because you don't know what the future holds. It is what we know as the unknown, but God knows. I clearly remember my scary unknown. I was sitting in one of my favorite places staring out the window as the sun glistened off a beautiful crepe myrtle tree that I had planted in my front yard. And I had positioned that tree so that I could look at it each day as it grew to its greatest potential. And I was looking forward to watching it grow from the window of this beautifully newly built home in Greenville, South Carolina. This is where I thought we would spend the rest of our life. It was our American dream of a home. And I never dreamed of living in such a beautiful place. I mean, I could walk out the front door and see green pastures or out the back and see mountaintops. We had specifically chosen beautiful scriptures in each room of this house as we were building it and put them in the foundation. So we weren't planning on going anywhere anytime soon. But this particular morning was different than all the other mornings. It was there that morning as I nestled into my favorite little place with my coffee cup and my word, my daily routine, that something happened. God whispered, will you go? Remember the scripture I read to you in Isaiah 6, 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Will you go? And I stopped and I thought, go? Go where? I didn't understand what I was hearing. We just got settled here. Everything was just as it should be. And I began to wrestle with God. I mean, why would he ask me to leave? I reminded God of how wonderful everything was going here. I was serving at the pregnancy center as a volunteer. My husband had a wonderful job. Me and my husband were co-facilitating a young married class at our church. Everything was just going wonderful. We had a beautiful community. We had a lot of friends. We were really making a difference here. Why would God Call us to leave. And as much as I wrestled, I could not deny what I was hearing. Because during my quiet time with the Lord this particular morning, the call was so clear and so defined. He even directed the location as to where He was sending us and for what purpose. I don't know if you've had a moment like that with the Lord when you so clearly heard the Holy Spirit speak to you, but this was one of those mornings. And as the Lord was speaking, I was journaling as fast as I could everything that I was hearing. And once it was done and the Holy Spirit stopped, I sat back in my chair and reflected upon what I wrote and slammed my journal shut. Here we go, in rebellion. No, I thought, this is not happening. I must be hearing wrong. And as much as I wanted to fight it, the truth was that God was speaking that morning and he had already begun to detach my heart in that quiet time in my Lord, from my home, from my surroundings, from the area and the community I'd come to love. Did you hear what I said? God did that work in my heart. It wasn't anything, trust me, anything in my flesh that I could have done. But it just didn't make any sense to me. I was trying to make sense out of it with my earthly mind, and it just was not possible. And I'm sure Jesus was trying to make sense out of it with his earthly mind when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane in agony, but he couldn't. It was not for his earthly mind to understand. It was just that he had to obey the will of the Father. And so God strengthened him to do what was ahead. And guess what? God strengthened me to do what was ahead. So in my opinion, God was just getting started right where we were at. And there was no need for us to leave. So why was he sending us away? And it's okay to have questions when God calls you to do something because I had plenty of them. But God always gently reminded me of the moment when I would have those questions. He would give me that picture of me when I fell on my face before him and cried out, Lord, for what you've done for me, I will do whatever you call me to do. And it was in that humility that I would remember that God was calling me to do great things for him. And I must say yes and amen and obey. Sometimes I didn't know what to do with all the information I was getting, but God did. I didn't know how to share this heavenly yet scary directive that I was getting from the Lord to anyone, not even my husband. So for a while, I just didn't. I just pondered on it. I remember thinking upon the disciples, how they were perplexed sometimes. And I too just pondered things in my heart for a few days. And guess what? While I pondered and while I waited... God was doing a work in my husband's heart. He was speaking to him privately and directly. And so, by the time that I approached my husband with this big news of what I had heard from the Lord, he already knew the news. And God brought us together in alignment for his perfect will. So, together, we went step by step. Everything the Lord said for us to do, we did. He told us to sell our home, and guess what? It sold during a time it should have never sold. The market had completely plummeted, and then we went to our friends whom we had taught Sunday school class with, and we shared the news of what God was doing in our life to just get accountability and a prayer covering, and they encouraged us to be obedient to the Lord, and before I knew it, we were pulling out of the neighborhood we had come to love in a moving truck headed to our new destination. At times, it was if I was in a dream. I could not believe what was happening and the speed in which it was all happening. But, as I have shared with you before, we pulled away, I looked back, and to my surprise, I did not feel sadness, but only joy for what was mysteriously ahead. It was if God had completely closed the door to that chapter of our life. And all we had moving forward were fond memories. Now, I want to tell you that there were a lot of assignments along the way. And I will tell you, quite frankly, I did not feel equipped for any of them. It was totally out of my comfort zone. But I had to depend on God. He made it very clear to me that I was not to lean on anyone but Him. Because initially, I was trying to lean on people and their expertise around me to help me. But God would shut the door every single time and he would say, no, you're going to walk with me. You're going to listen and obey my voice. I will teach you what you need to know and I will equip you. He wanted me completely dependent on him. He alone would be my teacher and would complete his perfect will in me. So the work began. Now, when God is moving in your heart and he's calling you to obedience, one of the books that I love and I would encourage you to get into is the book of Habakkuk, and that's where the Lord sent me during this time, and here we see three things happening in this small book. We see the promises of God fulfilled. We see God giving some directives of watching, writing, and waiting, so I want to encourage you when God is moving and speaking to you about doing something, doing the will of the Father. You need to journal. You need to write down what you're hearing because it will become a lifeline. It will be huge, profound in your walk with the Lord. As you hear him, you write it down, right? And then you can go back and you can look at it. You can see what the Lord has done. You can see where he gave directives and how you journaled along the way and how God met all the needs and how he provided, how he answered your prayers and how what he told you to do was fulfilled, And Habakkuk 2, 1 through 4, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. As we walked all of these processes out, as we walked into the scary unknown, we saw so many miracles along the way. Some of the greatest miracles was the miracles that God performed in our own hearts. How God stripped us away from things that we knew. He stripped us away from our careers and how we had a heart to abandon all and to just fully serve Him. And we viewed everything differently than we ever had before. Our desires had changed and our motives had changed. Most importantly, our will had changed. Our will had aligned with the Father's will and it began to feel like nothing else mattered anymore. Now, I will tell you that during this season of our lives, Many people around us, including family and friends, they thought we were absolutely nuts. They asked questions we simply could not answer because we didn't know ourselves. So to the world, it made no sense to lay down two great careers to follow after the unknown. But to us, it was the only thing that made any sense. And we knew our Father was pleased, so we were at total peace. As I studied scripture concerning obedience, I learned that it was a process like most everything else. This week, we are focusing on the will. When we seek to be obedient to God, we have to understand there is a commitment and a surrender. God gives us free will. There are several passages in Scripture that teach us this principle. Proverbs 16:9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. God allows us to choose. Joshua 24:15 says, Choose this day whom you will serve. So, we're talking about two different wills. To fully understand this, we must understand flesh versus spirit. In Galatians 5, 16, 17, it says, But I say, walk by the spirit, and you shall not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Whoo! Glory! For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Wow! So, bottom line, we either walk in the flesh or we walk in the spirit, that's it, plain and simple, period. What will you choose? Let me give you an example. Prior to receiving Christ as Savior, I walked in the flesh. As I walked in the flesh, I lived in a place of bondage because my sin had dominion over me. But God gave me a choice to remain in the flesh or receive his son Jesus as Savior and begin walking in the spirit, which I did. Now, on the contrary, After being born again in the Spirit, I now had dominion over my sin because of the power of the Holy Spirit residing in me. That's some good news right there. Now, I am equipped with the power to overcome the sin. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13 that no temptation has overtaken us that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he Also provides a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So once receiving this great gift of salvation, our life is really not ours to own anymore. We are now heirs with Jesus Christ and adopted into God's family, Romans 8 17. Now the thought of that just leaves me speechless that I am a co heir with Jesus Christ because I am so undeserving of that. But yes, We are heirs of God's glory. And in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. He said, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so it is we must choose to align our will with his will. And once we surrender, God is so faithful to teach us his will, friends. This is what the Lord says, Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go, Isaiah 48, 17. So friends, looking back on all of it now, I can tell you that I never dreamed God would do the great things he has done. And during that time, God only showed me glimpses because my mind could have never comprehended the magnitude of what he had planned. But what I can tell you in full confidence is God's will is so much better than our will. And if we truly love him, we are not just eager, but excited to jump on board. So remember that I told you that when we obey, God begins to deliver us. And we see those two things come into play together. We see God delivering us, which really means he's rescuing us. And we see that beautifully coupled with obedience. And we talked about also how obedience is really the secret to purpose and freedom. So as I prepare to close today, I want to give you a challenge. How about we allow God's deliverance to move us right into a full calendar of his events that will impact all the way to glory. And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or fields for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Matthew 19, 28 through 29. Wow, that ran deep in my spirit. Those words pierced my heart, and I hope they did yours as well. So how do you obey the Lord with your will? Whatever the Father asks go and do. Next week, we're going to talk about how we can obey Him with our mind. Oh yes, it's time for battle. Friends, have a wonderful week and a happy resurrection. I love you bunches. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review. And subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at geniescottsmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.